Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 172. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Have you turned your key and heard that dreaded tick, 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 tick because of a dead battery? No worries. I've got the NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in your glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that will start a dead battery in your car, boat, truck, or RV. It packs a whopping 12-volt, 400-amp starting power and can start up to 20 dead batteries on a single charge. Plus, it has built-in spark-proof technology with reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart your vehicle. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are solid copper for maximum conductivity, and there's a built-in ultra-bright dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS emergency strobe. It's easily rechargeable with a USB outlet, and you can charge your smartphone or tablet while you're on the road. Works on any 12-volt lead-acid battery. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, your battery care source since 1914. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. Today I'm so excited to introduce a very special guest, Chris Erickson. Chris, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Absolutely, Mark. All right. It's great to have you here. Chris Erickson founded the Secret Car Club in Rancho Santa Fe, California, just north of San Diego. This is a private car club that was created with the intent to remove all the less attractive aspects of a traditional club. There's no meetings, no elections, no dues, nor the drudgery and politics prevalent in most organizations. So do you need to know a secret handshake or a password to get in? We'll find out. Chris grew up in a family that restored and enjoyed British cars. He's a real estate broker for Willis Allen Real Estate in Rancho Santa Fe, California. He's a board member on the La Jolla Concord Elegance. His passion for British cars and trucks continues with a preference for MGB, Triumph, Land Rover, and Jaguar. So Chris, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a moment and share a little bit more about your history, the Secret Car Club, and your passion for automobiles. Well, absolutely, Mark. Thank you for having me. I originally grew up on the East Coast uh, in a place called Falls Church, Virginia, just outside of uh, Washington, D.C. As I grew up, my brother would come over to the house every you know couple of months, and each time he'd have a different British sports car because he restored them back there. So every time he'd come over, he'd have a Jaguar, or he'd have a Marcos, or he'd have a Morgan. We did have a Bentley for a while as well. And so it was really fun to see him come over each time with these different cars. And then usually he'd have a different girlfriend also. So (laughs) I kind of figured out this might be kind of a good way to go. (laughs) And I started getting educated or being educated by Charles and picked up my love of British cars from, from him. And so as time went on, I went out and bought my own British sports cars. I started off with a 78 MGB and then went on to a 67 B Roadster, and have had TR6s, and then most recently have gotten into the old series Land Rovers, and have started picking those up and restoring them, which are just a lot of fun, very, very unique vehicles. So about five and a half years ago, I decided to start the Secret Car Club, and it started off with me and three friends, 
and here in downtown Rancho Santa Fe. For a couple of weeks, it was just the small group of us, and then the next week there was another, and then the following week there was another, and so on and so on and so forth. And the group, the premise of the group is that it's open to all makes, models, and colors. So our oldest vehicle in the group right now is a 1910 Maxwell. Wow. Yeah. And our newest uh, this past weekend, we had the brand new Porsche GT3. I saw that white beauty on your Facebook page. Glad you like that. And then we have famous people who show up from time to time and will bring us something unusual and unique. We have some stunning cars. We have, you know, 300 SLs. We have Gull Wings that show up, both the new SLS and the original. Uh, we have Minervas that show up. We have Pebble Beach winners. And then we have the, you know, run-of-the-mill everyday cars like Saab Sonnets and 356-seat Porsches. So it's really fun because the group constantly turns over throughout the morning and we'll have people who show up very very early and then they'll leave after about half an hour and somebody will replace them and then they'll leave and somebody will replace them so it's constantly changing it's not a static group that just shows up and hangs out and then dissipates it's always always changing we also uh, made it a point to include vintage motorcycles as well all right vincent black shadows show up uh munches all kinds of unusual European bikes. We also obviously welcome American bikes, but it tends to be mostly European. So you never know who or what's going to show up, and that's part of the big attraction to the group. Well, it sounds really fun, and I like so many parts of the premise because I'm a a member of many car clubs, and sometimes the politics and the dynamics and the people and the uh, almost staunchiness of, well, you can't come to our club because your car doesn't fit in alienates some people and so the fact that you're secret but you're open is a a bit of an oxymoron but i think it's fantastic and we're going to learn a little bit more about the secret car club as we move on and of course about you and what you're doing and uh, your real estate business as well but i always like to start with a success quote and this is something that has a special meaning to you it's a great way to get the inspirational tires turning here on cars yeah so chris take the wheel Well, I would probably say for an inspirational quote for me, it would be, do what you love. It took me a while to figure that out, and uh, I think it comes with age. (laughs) I was lucky enough to figure that out, and that was part of the genesis of the Secret Car Club. And I think there was a need for it, and uh, it just kind of started off as a very casual conversation with some of my friends, and all of a sudden, all it took was someone to say yes. Next thing you know, we're showing up on the street corner, and all of a sudden people start showing up, and it and it takes on a life of its own. Well, I would assume one of the advantages is you work in the real estate business in an extremely affluent part of the United States. Rancho Santa Fe is an amazing area with homes that have grandeur beyond belief in many cases. I grew up in uh, Southern California, so I'm very aware of that neighborhood. In fact, For years I worked in advertising, we used to rent some of the homes there to do photo shoots at because they looked like uh, resorts and spas. The other thing about being in that area is uh, with that wealth are cars. So I would assume there's some advantage there to combining your passion for cars, your passion for your vocation, real estate, and bringing those two things together. Is that right? It is. Uh, It's kind of the... uh, We have a lot of people who, as you mentioned, have very, very unique collections and very, very unique cars. And holding it in a place like Rancho Santa Fe 
number one, it's a stunning location for those of you who have seen the area. Uh, so it's a beautiful drive-in, a beautiful drive-out. And it's also, for many of the cars I'm finding, it's the only time that they're exercised. These cars only will just sit in a building, and that's it. They'll be moved to maybe go to a show, moved to go to a mechanic, and that's about it. So a lot of people enjoy the fact that we do this on a Saturday morning. It's in a very safe location. Everybody who shows up knows how to behave around cars. And it's also a beautiful drive-in and a beautiful drive-out. And you can come in, spend an hour, and then you still have the whole weekend ahead of you. Fantastic. I've had some uh, very enjoyable drives through those neighborhoods when I was living down there. So I love it. Fantastic. Would you share with me a story that instigated your passion for cars? Tell me about that pivotal moment in your life when you really knew you were a car guy. I think it goes back to my initial story to you when my brother Charles would come over with the different cars and well, fortunately, the different girlfriends as well. (laughs) And seeing the different cars and hearing them and vividly remember him taking me out for a ride in XKE Coupe. And it was probably a religious experience. It really (laughs) was when you're a 10-year-old kid and the smells and the sounds, and it's just absolutely mesmerizing. I think that for me was, you know, an epiphany that, hey, this is something that's absolutely amazing, and I have to have to make this part of my life. Oh, wonderful. The XKEs are just such fabulous cars. My listeners have heard this many times from me, but that's really one of the cars that got me started. My father bought me a Matchbox by Lesney when I was five years old, and it was a red Jaguar XKE. Still have it to this day, so fantastic. I'd love to have a real one someday as well. So, Chris, what I want to do now is take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and crawl under the hood and ask you to share a huge challenge or even a great failure you faced. This could be in your career, in your life, or things that you ran into when you're trying to develop the Secret Car Club. But the most important part of this question is how you overcame that situation. And, of course, what did you learn from it? Well, I would say probably starting the Secret Car Club. The Secret Car Club meets every single week. I think I've only missed probably three days in the last five and a half years. Wow. So it's quite a commitment. But in the beginning, it was difficult getting the word out. How do you do that? And how do you reach the people that are going to be, who are going to contribute to the group, who are going to be interesting and fun and bring great cars and things like that? So it's coming up with a concept of how do you want to structure this? How do you, who do you want to appeal to? Who do you want involved? And so that's where I came up with the name, Secret Car Club. Started off very tongue-in-cheek, you know, very, you know, it's, you know, small and fun. And I actually have invitations that are printed up. And if I run into you at a concourse event or at a vintage race and we strike up a conversation, I think you'll be a nice addition to the group. I'll give you an invitation. And so it was just the persistence of, continuing on with building the group and how to go about doing that. And it's, there were several occasions where I thought, you know what, this is taking up way too much of my time. This is way too much effort. And I'm not really sure that this idea is one of my better ones. So uh, after about three years was kind of the tipping point. And all of a sudden, people who were in the group, uh, and it was, it was growing very steadily, uh, certainly, you know, person or two a week, something like that. 
uh, and then you start multiplying that times 52, it starts adding up. But people would go through, you know, bad times in their lives, and they would come up to me and say, hey, you know, I really appreciate you doing this. This was something I've been looking forward to all week. Thank you. And when you can do something and, you know, people appreciate it, then the penny drops. Then you know you're doing something right. Once I started having that happen, and when I'd start attending automotive events, you know, here in the area in Southern California, and people would say, oh, yeah, I've heard of the Secret Car Club, or I've heard of you guys, or um, I've heard good things about you, or you've got some unique cars and motorcycles, and, hey, I'd like to stop by and see you. Can we join you? That's when I felt that, okay, we're doing something good here, and we're headed the right direction. Well, it's fantastic. I love that. And you may have answered my next question about aha moments. I wanted to find out that aha moment that happened with the Secret Car Club when you realized, hey, I think this is really going to make it. This is a great idea. And, and perhaps tell us the steps you took to turn that aha moment into a success. I think you are right. Yes, it was, as you said, I think it's when people started coming up and saying, hey, thank you for doing this. And we've also had another kind of aha moment within the last year. And that is that we're able to start doing some charitable works, for lack of a better term. This year, we went down to Children's Hospital, and we were in contact with them and took down some cars for a private event for the some of the patients and their families and the doctors and the staff. And it was very, very well received. The members appreciated doing it. So now the goal for this coming year is to start doing some more charitable works with groups like Children's Hospital, Wounded Warriors. We're working on making a contact within uh, Make-A-Wish so that if they need a car or have an event that, hey, listen, we need a fire truck or we need a Land Rover or we need a Rolls Royce, they can call us up and say, hey, Chris, this is what we need. Can you help us out? And, of course, the answer would be, sure, absolutely. Tell me what you need and when you need it, I'll make that happen. So that was kind of another recent aha moment that we can go out and do good works with this. We can go out and help people. We can't necessarily write a check, but we can probably do something that might have a greater impact by showing up. Well, I love that. And it's a really special concept that everybody needs to think about, that when you start giving back, things start to blossom and grow. And you shared with me when we spoke the other night that when you do these things for, say, Make-A-Wish or the hospitals, you don't even want the media there. It's really about the children, it's about the people involved, and leave the media out of it because they turn it into sometimes a whole nother kind of circus. And I thought that was absolutely spectacular. So wonderful aha moment. Well, thank you. And it's that it really is. And that's part of the other portion of Secret Car Club and why I've kept the name is that we're not we're not flashy. We're not, hey, look at us, and this is what we're doing, and aren't we great? It's a matter of we do it, and we disappear, and that's it. Yeah, that's, I think, really where the rubber meets the road, for lack of a better term. <laughs> I love that term. How about proudest moments? Is there a moment in time you can think of with the club that came to you that you're really proud of? Well, I think it's going to go back to probably several. And going back to my previous answer, when someone comes up and they're going through something really horrific and they say, hey, you know what? I really appreciate you doing this. I really do. And for me... It's no big deal. It's like, hey, well, it's thanks for showing up. 
I appreciate that validates what I do. You guys being here is all the thanks that I need. It's when you have several people walking up to you saying that on a regular basis, that's when you know that you're, you're making a difference. Well, that's wonderful. And I found working in the automotive industry for so many years that getting out in the garage or getting in your car and going for a ride is an escape from some of the challenges you may be facing in life. It lets you just, your mind wander to a different place. And being around fellow car enthusiasts who understand this sickness we have for automobiles and uh, they don't look at you cross-eyed and go, why are you cleaning your wheels? You're going to take your car out for a drive. So what? So uh, I understand. Let's have a little bit of fun here. What was your first really special car? It doesn't necessarily have to be the first car you had, but the car that really was special to you, and perhaps you can share a memory that you had with that vehicle. Probably the, the car that was the, probably the, the most special one was my 67 MGB. Uh, it was a massive restoration. I actually had purchased it from my mechanic at the time, Al. It had just been repainted. It had been in that accident and had all the bodywork sorted on it. And so I went and had all the mechanicals and the interior and all of the uh, finishes put back on it. And it was just absolutely gorgeous. Your archetypal 67 MGB, British Racing Green, tan interior. I'm kind of a purist with my cars. want to make sure that they're exactly or as close as I can to what they originally were. Because the way I approach cars is it's a preservation. We're maintaining something that they no longer make. We're losing cars every year. So it's important that we maintain the ones that we have to pass these on to future generations. So I think it's probably going to, I'm going to go with my 67 MGB. Oh, I love those. And it's a true classic British sports car. It's up there with the XKE. But I will have to say my close second would be my first Land Rover. Ah, wonderful, wonderful. I love the MGB. I'd love to have one of those someday. They're just fantastic. How about seller's remorse? Is there a car that you let go that you really wish you could have back in the garage? I think I'm going to have to double down uh, with you on that, Mark. Go with the 67 MGB again. Yep. Unfortunately, it's due to some circumstances, it had to be sold. But the good news is it went to uh, someone who really enjoyed it in Texas, a retired F-18 pilot. And so hopefully he is still enjoying it uh, running around Texas. Oh, I hope so. I'm sure that he is. You know, there's so many reasons we have to let cars go. And I always tell people that at least you had the time to be the caretaker during that period. And uh, you can always keep those memories. And there's always something else down the road. How about current projects? Is there something you're working on right now that really has you excited and fired up? So I'm starting off with something completely different. Uh, I'm actually looking at American vehicles now as opposed to British. Having owned the old series Land Rovers, uh, they tend to be a very, very primitive vehicle. There's no finishes on the inside. They tend to be very loud, very underpowered, uh, 75 horsepower, 4,300 pounds. So they're definitely workout to drive. As you go down the freeway, they're very difficult to have a conversation inside of. So I started looking at the uh, 80s vintage Grand Wagoneers. Wow. Remember the old Jeeps with the wood paneling down the side? Oh, yeah. And so uh, anyhow, I'm kind of excited about those. Uh, I think it's far more functional. And uh, you've got you know power steering, power brakes, just turn the key, it starts, uh, automatic transmission, and uh, you can have you know, another couple in the car and actually hold a conversation. So I've been hastily researching them and looking forward to uh, picking one up, I think, later on this year. 
Well, you better pick one up soon because those things have kind of become popular, and I'm seeing the price of those vehicles go up as we talk. The 80s cars are interesting. Uh, Mercedes is another one. The 80s Mercedes diesel cars, you're seeing people wanting to get into those. So um, I think maybe your uh, relationship with the La Jolla Concours, Michael Dorvier, who's been a guest here, might be rubbing off on you with his passion for American cars here. Yes, I think it absolutely is. And as you mentioned, the the, the values on uh, the, the old Grand Wagoneers has just gone up exponentially. I mean, there's some that are being sold by a company called Wagon Master in Texas in the 40s and, you know, $50,000 range now. Yes, absolutely. So, but they build a lot of those vehicles, so they're out there. You just have to be patient and you'll find one, I'm sure. I have a friend who uh, had one for a long time who lives uh, just south of you in La Jolla. Her husband's a real estate agent down there and she loved that vehicle mm-hmm. there, there's it's just a classic look and just very very functional now here's a fun question for you chris if chris erickson was a car what kind of car would chris be and why you know what i'm gonna have to go with an old school answer on this uh, an aston martin db5 Ooh, and why a db5 it's an absolute classic. It's James Bond. <laughs> and you just can't go wrong. You've got V8 power. You've got a classic look. Obviously, we'll have to do it in silver. And you just can't go wrong. You just you recognize that car anywhere. And it never goes out of style. And it's just a stunning design. Well, see, again, Michael has been rubbing off on you because his answer to that question was the DB2. Really? Yes. So I think you guys have been hanging out on the lawn there at the La Jolla Concours far too much. <laughs> well, Chris, next up is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, here's a little something for the Cars Yeah listeners. Do you love vintage cars? Then go to CarsYeah.com and get a free copy of the fantastic Filler Up book. It's a full-color ebook filled with fuel filler fun with over 60 color photographs of vintage cars plus inspirational quotes from some of the most famous automotive enthusiasts of all time. Simply go to CarsYad.com and click on the free book button on the homepage. Download your free filler-up book today at Cars Yeah. All right, Chris, we're back and we're entering the last lap. And this is where I'm going to fire off a series of questions and you give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So are you ready? Yes, absolutely. All right. What is the best automotive advice you've ever received? Probably if it weren't for emotion, cars would never be restored because of the the cost aspect of them. So always make sure that you're not emotionally wrapped up in a car before you start restoring it because it can get quite expensive. Great advice. Think with your heart and think with your pocketbook as well. Would you share one of your personal habits that you believe has contributed to your success? Probably research whether it be in business or whether you're looking at cars and seriously go out, especially with the internet now, it's so much easier than it was 15, 20 years ago. Go out, research the values, research how difficult it is to get parts for them, research the history on them and things like that. Do your homework. Research is essential. Absolutely. And another great piece of advice to add to that is you can join car clubs quite often without owning one of those cars And you can meet a lot of people in those clubs that have already gone through the experiences and the pain in some cases, so you can learn from them. Absolutely. I'm actually a member of the Rolls-Royce Club here in San Diego, and I don't currently own a Rolls-Royce or Bentley, but it's a fantastic group and great, great resource. And speaking of resources, great segue there, by the way, 
What is there one resource that you would share with our listeners that you're really fond of? Perhaps a website, maybe it's a blog, a supplier, or even a person. Probably the Secret Car Club vendor page. If someone was to go to the Secret Car Club web- website, which is secretcarclub.com, and go to our vendor page, we have a list of vendors that we have on that page that are unpaid, which means that we have done business with these groups, they're known, they're consistent and would like your business. So for people that are new into the hobby or have been around for a long time and need something like wholesale tires or need alignments but don't know where to go, we have all of those resources for you on our page. Can I remind our listeners that you can find these resources at carsyad.com slash Chris Erickson. How about a book? Is there one book in particular you could share with our listeners that you're really fond of? I couldn't give you a really specific book in print, Mark. I would probably say go to Hemmings. There's a, Hemmings is a great resource of information, both in terms of parts and values and things like that. Most people think of it as just a publication to market a vehicle for sale, but it's actually quite a great resource to research values, as I said, parts, things like that. And Chris, do you have any interesting hobbies outside of your passion for cars? It's interesting you should ask that. Part of the the Secret Car Club is we initially started with the classic cars and motorcycles. But what I'm finding is that most people who are interested in cars and motorcycles are also interested in vintage planes and boats. And so uh, we started getting involved with the uh, San Diego Air and Space Museum and the Consolidated uh, Air Force, which, of course, used to be called the Confederate Air Force. So I would have to answer your question, you know, anything mechanical, old airplanes, old boats, um, because it all kind of, you know, comes together. It's all mechanical thing. I can see an idea here brewing for you. If you're familiar with the Pebble Beach Monterey Race Weekend, there's a uh, an event down there called the Jet Party that is put on where they bring in these vintage airplanes and cars and they have this grand big party. If you have a lot of spare time on your hands, maybe you could create the secret car club jet party down there at the Palomar Airport. Absolutely. Well, stay tuned to uh, the La Jolla Concourse. We may come up with something like that. You never know. All right, Chris, we're up to the checkered flag. And this last question can be a real doozy for some people. If you could only have one collector car in your garage, but money's no object, today I'll get you whatever you want. What would that one vehicle be and why? I think I'd have to go with a Bentley Continental. Ooh, okay. And why is that? Late 50s. Uh, again, a classic design. Absolutely beautiful car. Uh, I have a very soft spot for the old Rolls Royces and Bentleys. Anything from probably the probably the early, or excuse me, the mid 40s up through the mid 60s. And just a beautiful classic design. Uh, in the coupe, they didn't make a whole lot of them. Just an elegant, elegant car. Oh, they're absolutely beautiful. And one of my early guests, Diane Brandon, she's been a judge at Pebble Beach for 22 years. She's a Bentley and Rolls-Royce expert. So when you're ready to pull the trigger, I'll connect you two, and she can uh, give you all sorts of advice on the right car to pick up. That'd be great. Thanks, Mark. You're welcome. Well, Chris, you've taken me on a great ride today, and I've really enjoyed your stories. And I want to thank you for sharing your journey and some more about the Secret Car Club with me and the Cars Yeah listeners. Could you give us one parting piece of guidance before you drive off into the sunset in that beautiful Bentley? 
Absolutely. I, it would probably be something very, very simple, Mark. Uh, just do what you love. Something so simple that most people don't think about or think that they can do. And uh, if you can do what you love, as they say, you, you won't work a day in your life. Figure out what that is. Thankfully for me, it's being around the car world and all things mechanical, both, as I said, the, the vintage cars, the aircraft, the boats. And it's just an absolutely wonderful way to spend your day. So do what you love would be my answer, Mark. And what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you, your business, and the Secret Car Club? Absolutely. It's very simple. Uh, go to our website at secretcarclub.com and check out our page. And uh, it's always changing, always adding information to it. And uh, if you happen to be or if your listeners happen to be down in the San Diego area, come out and see us some Saturday morning between 9 and 11 in downtown Rancho Santa Fe. And how about your business in real estate? Do you have a website that our listeners can find out more about you? And so when they're ready to come down there and buy a home in Rancho Santa Fe, they know the right guy to call? They can go to realestateranchosantafe.com. Awesome. Well, listeners, again, you can find links to everything Chris has been so kind to share with us today at carsyad.com slash Chris Erickson. Chris, I want to thank you again for being so generous with your time and your expertise. And if you're sharing your experiences with our listeners, we, out, we now all know the secret handshake to get into the Secret Car Club, so that's pretty cool. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you for having me, and thank you for letting everyone know about the Secret Car Club. I'm happy to do it. Sounds great. See you soon. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up! a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!